Welcome to Dear Runner Bod, the pod dedicated to helping you embrace your runner's body. I'm Serena Marie RD, a registered dietitian and body image coach who wants you to stop dieting and start fueling the athlete within. While I am a medical professional, the information on this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure. Now, let's start rewriting your body's story. So this week's episode, it's just going to be you and me. We're going to be hanging out. I'm going to be sharing a lot of personal stuff with you that I think you're going to be able to relate to in some ways. And um, before we dive into today's episode, though, we have to do a review of the week. I have to say, I have to admit something. So the app on my computer hadn't updated, and so I thought there was no new review of the weeks. And I was just kind of heartbroken for a second. I was like, really? Nobody wants to spread the word, spread the love. Um, and then I you know, went on the podcast website and I saw there was a new review and it lit me up inside. So when you leave a review, not only are you entering a lifetime raffle to win a free masterclass, there's masterclasses that can help you with running nutrition. There's masterclasses that can help you with meal planning. There's masterclasses that can help you with body image as a female runner. Um, However, you're also, one, making my whole day, not exaggerating here, but two, you're spreading the word so that more women will find this podcast on Apple, on Spotify, and therefore really get a taste of um, what it's like to think outside the box and really think, hey, my body doesn't have to be a certain shape, size, color in order to qualify as runner's bod. My runner's bod is a run to bod simply because I run. So that's a pretty powerful message to spread. This week's winner is Kate Deck. So Kate, thank you so much for leaving this super kind review. Kate had said, fun and uplifting. This podcast is a breath of fresh air among many self-help podcasts. Serena is an educated RD, but makes her content simple, relatable, and easy to digest. It is uplifting and a fun listen on Mondays to start the week, but not too long to be overwhelming. Ah, thank you, Kate. So, so sweet. I love that you also kind of commented on the length of the podcast. I'm happy that the length is kind of um, digestible (laughs) and uh, works well for you. And make sure you message me, Serena at serenamarierd.com or message me on Instagram at serenamarierd so I can give you your free prize for leaving a review of the week. Okay, so I have a big announcement to make. I feel really nervous right now. I am having a baby. Uh, My husband and I are expecting a baby this July, and this has been a really crazy (laughs) chapter of life. And if you're sitting there and you're like, Serena, I thought today's episode was going to be relatable for me. I'm not pregnant. Hold your dang horses. Let me just share my news. And then I promise I think the content will be relatable even if you are not pregnant. Um, So yeah, Anthony and I are expecting a baby. And this has been such an exciting emotional journey to be on. If you follow me on Instagram, you may have noticed I have been really quiet these last few months. And I honestly think it's because my social media is a little bit of a place where I like word vomit and am emotionally vulnerable. And having wanted to keep this, um, you know, my, my pregnancy a secret until I was in second trimester, I haven't been posting on social media because I've just felt like a little bit 
more withdrawn because I haven't been able to share my full self with you, <laughs> which I was like, I don't know if that's normal or healthy, but I keep it like too real on Instagram. However, you know, cat's out of the bag now. So hopefully I'll be feeling inspired to be on Instagram a little bit more often if, if you've been missing me there. Um, so this journey has been awesome. I am recording this right now and I'm uh, 13 weeks. I like I'm losing track and I am have mostly been feeling really good. Um, first trimester had some nausea, some morning sickness, but really wasn't terrible. Um, you know, not too bad. The worst thing that happened to me, I would say, is I got the flu and I was really, really sick and that's expected when you're pregnant. And now that I'm in second trimester, um, definitely starting to notice some body changes. However, I've been feeling really good. Um, had a few days where I've been randomly like super tired, but part of me is like, is that just you know, life and I'm tired or is it pregnancy? I'm not sure. But for the most part, morning sickness is gone and um, really just starting to actually feel excited. I think the first trimester, there was so much anxiety about like miscarriage for me, um, so much anxiety about viability of the baby that um, I think in a lot of ways I, I wasn't letting myself get excited. But now that, you know, knock on wood, obviously, um, anything could happen still, but knock on wood, I'm feeling more excited and ah, just like, this is crazy. Um, however, you know, I think something, and I, I kind of wonder if this is something I feel, I don't know if this is something that more people experience and just, you know, I'm a, I've never been a mom before. This is my first. So maybe this is a discussion that happens and I'm just not seeing it because I haven't really been on like the mom Instagram or the mom Facebook before now. Um, but I wonder if there are people talking about this and that is that having a history of eating disorder, you know, I, um, you know, had more than just disordered eating. I struggled with bulimia for over 12 years and it was a journey of going back and forth, but, you know, really overall, like pretty mentally unwell <laughs> for over 12 years. And, you know, that's something that I, I still, I really struggle sharing with you because I feel like, potentially that might make you think you can't relate to me. Like you've never, maybe you haven't had an eating disorder. And so you're kind of like, you know, I've never, I've never been that bad. Like this girl doesn't know what I'm going through, which is like, you know, totally feasible. Um, but that said, I think sometimes we have to remember eating disorders are on a spectrum. And so some people are in the hospital and they are really severely mentally ill and struggling with eating disorder. And, um, this is not to say anything about like one is better than the other. I mean, they all are bad. Um, but I had a very like, I was in society. Nobody knew I was sick. It was this very well-kept secret. And so um, nobody, I, I guess what I'm saying is like, even though I had an eating disorder, a lot of that eating disorder was socially accepted and not really affecting my life in a way where you might feel like I can't relate to this woman's journey. Anyway, maybe not so important to bring up, but what I wanted to say is that I have been in recovery and I have been really super at peace in my body for, you know, I would say at least five years, maybe more like six and, um, really have felt, you know, obviously body image is a journey. I think as a society, 
we have been brainwashed into feeling lots of negative, bad things about our body. And I don't want to pretend as like a 35-year-old woman that I am immune to these things or these thoughts, but I've really gotten very good at not engaging in them. So if I wake up in the morning and I'm having a bad day and I'm not feeling good about myself, I put on the comfy clothes. I don't stand in front of the mirror. I don't beat myself up. I make myself eat breakfast. And like, you know, I go for a walk. I listen to a happy podcast. Like I talk to a friend and I, I don't sit there and wallow and really be myself up that I need to change or fixate on my body. And, you know, eating disorder recovery has felt really good. And I think part of the blessing I have in my life is as a dietitian, um, I get to reinforce these beliefs that really align with my values, right? My values are that I really want to be compassionate and kind. I really want to be independent and empowered. I really want to be an amazing family member and friend. And I get to do all those things, not only in my day-to-day life, but also in my private practice when I'm working with women like you who are struggling. And we get to really dive into how to talk back to those irrational thoughts around our body and if we don't like our body, if we're having a bad day. And so recovery has been this really like empowering, wonderful journey for me. And then I got pregnant and pregnancy has really been triggering, activating, whatever the word we want to use for my eating disorder. So I haven't engaged in any intentional vomiting. I haven't been engaging in restriction. I mean, if anything, as a dietitian, I have like all of the things in my brain about the foods I want to eat and the calories I want to, well, I'm not counting calories, but like I want to make sure I'm getting enough energy to support my baby's growth. Like that is, you know, health is, is a thing that's really a priority for me. Um, so it's less about like the food for me and it's more so been about my body. And so what I mean by this is a lot for me of my recovery from my eating disorder has been shifting my mindset from my body is this thing that I control in order to get positive reinforcement from others, right? Like I used to be, it's embarrassing to admit, but I used to be that girl like posting like abs and booty selfies on Instagram and like waiting for people to be like, oh, you look so good. You look great. Like blah, 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 blah. Right? Like I used to get a lot of satisfaction and positive reinforcement from posting those kinds of photos or, you know, going out to um, like the bar and like wearing a tight outfit and like blah, blah, blah. So anyway, that used to be my deal. And um, part of recovery has really been me kind of shifting into realizing like I am so much more than a body. Like I am like freaking powerful. I am independent. Um, I am smart. I am intelligent. I am caring. I am funny. Um, I sound like an egomaniac right now, but you know, I'm just trying to show you like how I've had to shift my search for positive feedback from outsiders to really working on like my intrinsic value of like, how do I see myself? Like, what do I give to society that has nothing to do with like my abs or my booty or whatever? Um, And so that has been like something that feels so good for me because I really am such a, you know, girl power kind of woman where it's like, yeah, like, 
frick, you know, getting attention from others. Like, of course, it's nice to get a compliment. We're human. I'm not like disregarding that. But really, like the satisfaction, the fulfillment of my life is helping people and learning and um, doing physical challenges and overcoming them. And really, like life is so much more fulfilling when that's my primary focus versus how many macros am I counting and what do my abs look like and how much do I weigh and what size pants am I wearing? Okay. So I have like really found so much um, healing in being this person who is really focused on being more than a body and really focused on um, accomplishments, which I'm not saying this is maybe like the best route to go. I think in our culture and this hustle culture that we kind of live in, there's lots of that like, I need to earn my worth with work. I need to earn my worth by athletic accomplishments. And really like we're all inherently worthy of love and praise. And I think that's something that I'm still working on in therapy, right? Um, but this is this is really how I have recovered, is really kind of shifting my focus from being a lot of my attention being on my body to my body really being my teammate and my body being a source of joy for me. Um, so what I mean by that is I used to get joy from my body because I would look in the mirror and sometimes I would be dehydrated enough that I could see my abs or sometimes, you know, I'd be in the you know, whatever, the right lighting. And I would like the way my body looks. And I would take a selfie and I would be like, dang, like I look good. And that would be like this fleeting moment of satisfaction for me. And now I have, I I don't have those moments, right? And this is before pregnancy. I don't really have those moments of like taking a picture and being like, dang, I look good. Um, of course, you know, I think I look good. I take pride in my appearance, but it's just, it's not the same. Like I used to feel a lot of joy and fulfillment, not fulfillment, a lot of joy and satisfaction from taking a picture or wearing an outfit. And that is just not the same for me anymore. But I traded that for something, right? Like I traded that for using my body um, as this mode to really enjoy my life. Like when I eat a meal and I'm not worrying and I'm not in my head and I'm not obsessing and counting or purging it up later, that meal feels like a warm hug. It feels like this like connecting experience with my husband or this like really delicious food that I'm enjoying while I'm watching a Gilmore Girls rerun. Like I really have this like calm, enjoyable moment with myself. And it's, you know, I get to have it several times a day, depending on how many times I'm eating that day. And that's pretty dang cool for me. Um, My body has become about um, how do I feel good? So when I, when I, when I was dieting, I used to have constant um, spells of hanger. I would always be like kind of hangry, um, kind of flighty, not paying attention to things like really like kind of almost like I had a lot of energy, but it was this very like stressed out, like frenetic, like not calm energy because I think I was just constantly starving and hungry. And now it's like, I feel so calm and energized and good in my body. And like, when I go for a run, it feels like this like amazing, moment that I'm spending in my skin and it feels so calm and so good and so enjoyable. And like I put Taylor Swift on and it feels amazing. Anyway, I'm not saying all this to be like, oh, I would (laughs) 
Serena sounds like she's got it all figured out. Um, I'm just saying this to kind of reframe dieting for you, right? Like I think it's totally relatable to say, I used to love how I looked in photos. I used to love looking in the mirror and I get it. I'm not saying like, I'm not saying that um, letting your body change and letting your body find authentic health is going to give you that necessarily, but it's like, what are we trading it for? Okay. So all that to say, now I'm pregnant and it's been really weird because I have a lot of people talking to me about my body, asking me questions like, are you showing yet? Um, people coming up to me and touching my stomach. And that was something that like I really got over um, during rec- – like before I got pregnant. Like if you touched my stomach, my body, I just was kind of like – I mean, you know, obviously as long as you're not like a random creep. Um, I wasn't like kind of shirking back. That was something during eating disorder. I didn't really want people touching me because I felt so self-conscious. But it's kind of come back for me. Like where I don't want you like being like, oh, are you showing yet? And like touching my stomach and like – like that really feels uncomfortable for me. I don't, I don't like how my body doesn't necessarily feel like my body anymore, right? Where even though I feel a little bad because I think I've had a relatively easy pregnancy so far, we're still quite early on here. Um, you know, like it does feel weird. I do have like weird cramps and I do have, you know, I can't, run the same, like running feels harder. I feel more like short of breath and like need to run slower and that's fine. But like, it's just like my body doesn't feel like my own. Right. And when I go to the doctor, there's all these questions about like my body and my symptoms. And it, I think it's just like very eye opening for me. Right. Because obviously I live in this very privileged body. I am thin and I am healthy. Right. I don't live with um, any kind of disability. And I've just really had my eyes open to like how, how, much privilege I hold usually. And, you know, I say this, like, maybe I sound like an idiot here, but it's like, wow, like you have so much privilege, Serena. And obviously I'm allowed to feel all the feelings. I'm a human being on this wild ride that is life, but really just kind of acknowledging like, dang, like having a health condition, even one like pregnancy, which is a beautiful, incredible blessing. It makes things it makes you more aware of your body. Like you're just kind of thinking about your body more. And my body is something that I don't really think about usually when I'm not pregnant. Like I'm just kind of like, you know, thinking about my body when I feel warm sunlight on my skin and it's warm and comfortable or, you know, thinking about my body when I put fuzzy socks on and my toes are comfy. Like I don't think of my body in this way of like, are you showing yet? I've had to really pay attention to like, putting clothes on and then the clothes don't feel comfortable because I'm bloated or, you know, now at 14 weeks, I'm starting to show a little bit and having to really pay attention to like making sure the clothes I fit, I'm wearing are fitting me. So I'm not feeling that, that thought of like my clothes pinching me all day long. Oh my goodness. Anyway, the point is it's been weird because I'm, I'm, I haven't thought about my body this much and I don't like how people are asking me about my body constantly. I don't like how people are touching my body. I don't like this fixation with Serena's body, right? Like, are you showing yet? I I don't, I don't know why that's sitting with me so weird, but it is. And I think I wanted to say this because I think, um, I think first of all, it's like, talking about my privileges. Like here I am, I am pregnant. I know some people struggle with that and and maybe can't get pregnant and that is a privilege. Um 
And I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful that my body has shared this gift with me. But I also at the same time want to acknowledge we can feel more than one thing at once. So I can feel so grateful and so excited and so happy. Um, And I can also feel triggered and annoyed and irritated. And obviously I'm pregnant, so I'm like extra hormonal and feeling all the feelings. Um, and I, and I think those, those, those are valid. And I just want to like, let you know if you're, you know, if you are pregnant or if you've been pregnant recently or at all, and you wanted to talk about this with me, like this is a safe space. Um, you know, I feel like this fear that people are going to message me and be like, Oh, like Serena, like this is the best journey of your life. Cherish every minute of it. Like, okay, dude, I am. And it's also been weird. And I, and I, and I don't like it, you know, I don't like it so far. So that, that those things can coexist. And I guess I just want to give you permission if you're feeling the way I'm feeling, because I haven't seen this on social media. And again, I haven't, you know, I'm new to the whole like mommy side of Instagram. So potentially it's out there and I just haven't seen it, but I just wanted to share like, it's okay to feel your feelings. Okay. I kind of rambled about myself longer than I thought I was going to. So sorry, but I did want to kind of talk through, um, and, and I, and I've mentioned it here, but what is our body really meant for? You know, I think in our society, especially as women, we're conditioned to believe that our body is meant for ogling. It is meant for objectification where like you are a thing to be beautiful and to be ogled and admired. And, um, you know, it is a moral win to look a certain way. And I don't know, like this, this is really like part of like how I kind of unwrenched myself from my eating disorder. It's like that really grosses me out. Like I am a freaking Okay, my sister says this phrase and I love it. I've been saying it all week. I am a powerhouse woman. And I want you to feel that way about yourself too. Like you are a powerhouse woman. You are so much more than the weight on the scale. You are so much more than the size of your jeans. You are so much more than your last race PR or your last race time. You are so much more than one thing. Okay, like you are a total whole human being. And the fact that as women, we have been conditioned to believe that it is okay to say, oh, I'm so proud of myself. If only I could drop X pounds, or I feel so beautiful. If only I could lose X size pants sizes. Like, no, dude, you are wonderful. And you deserve to celebrate how wonderful you are, no matter what your body looks like right now, right here, today. Because your body, I know people, your body is the least interesting thing about you. I know you're like, I heard, no, that's true. Your body is the least interesting thing about you because your body was not put on this planet to be a sex symbol or to be objectified or to be even, like I said, the source of, wow, I look good in that photo. I get we want to look good in the photo. Again, I want to acknowledge, I get it. I'm a 35-year-old woman. I get it. But at what expense? Your life your body was put on this planet to experience joy. Joy. If you are only getting joy from the selfie you are posting, or even if you're not posting it, you're just taking it and keeping it in your phone all for your own eyes only. 
I just want to ask you, what are you missing out on? Here's what your body is meant to experience. Your body is meant to experience nature, the warm feeling of sunlight on your skin. That is a gift your body gives you no matter how big or small you are. The gift of smelling a bed of roses or smelling warm coffee or Um, You know, that like chilly, cold, like I feel really awake feeling you get when it's like snowing out and it's beautiful and peaceful and you feel your nervous system shift into this calm wonder. That is a gift from your body. That is why your body is on this planet. So you can have those experiences. Your body is here to experience joy. When we diet and we restrict calories and we get down to our smallest size, that is below our genetically predetermined set point weight. We are sacrificing hormone health. And I'm going to, you know, I'm linking this back to joy right now. Why am I linking this back to joy? Because guess what hormone health impacts? Libido. I'm sorry. That's a simple pleasure in life. All the things that libido brings into your world, okay? So we are saying to ourselves, I'd rather be as small as possible but have no drive to experience that simple pleasure with myself, with my partner, with whoever it is that you want to experience that with. That is a that is joy. That is pleasure that your body wants to give you. But you are shutting off your hormones. You are shutting off that experience because you want to feel sexy by being smaller or being whatever it is that you want to look like to feel sexier. That doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense, right? And then like you get to buy the pills to help with libido and blah, blah, blah. Like it's like this, tr- it's this freaking mass marketing frenzy trick to get us just buying crap on top of crap on top of crap, not just accepting my body if I just let her be, if I just let her be healthy and let her guide me, I wouldn't need all this extra crap to help with libido, to help with skin health, to help with like... All of these things would click into place if I just gave my body the right nutrition, enough nutrition. What about things like anxiety and depression? Do those bring you joy? Some of us just genetically have predisposition to be anxious and depressed. And I'm obviously not saying that like food is the, you know, the the cure-all here. But if you are in a chronic calorie deficit, if you spend half your life yo-yoing and restricting and the other half yo-yoing and binging, you are messing with your brain chemistry. You are living your life in this world where you are in the amygdala. You are in the oldest part of the brain that is centered around feelings of fear and anxiety. You are starving your gut microbiome, which is suppressing serotonin production, which can contribute to anxiety and depression. You are messing with your body's ability to experience joy. Why are you doing that? (laughs) I'm like getting mad, but I also get it because I've been through this too. So, you know, like, let me get mad, but no, it's with love. It's a little tough love moment. Really bad at giving tough love because I am so obnoxiously nurturing. But yeah, girlfriend, like, what if we just thought to ourselves, my body is not for your gaze. My body is not for your admiration. My body is not for your objectification. My body is for me, my selfish pleasure, my own joy. Now, 
people like always want to take my words and twist them and put this into like, I'm just saying go lay on the couch and, you know, never move a muscle and never touch a vegetable ever again. That's not what I'm saying. I still want to feel good in my skin. For me, part of experiencing joy is being mobile and moving enough that I can run. Okay. So this is also like, I'm not going to bring it back to me because I'm done talking about myself, but this is like a fear with pregnancy as if my mobility changes. Um, which I think is very understandable for anyone listening. So, and I know I would get through it if I had to for my baby. Um, but like my point is, is like what we need to experience joy looks different for different people. Some people have no interest in running. They just want to watch movies and hang out on the couch. And that is like what brings them pleasure and coolio, like you do you. But for me, for you listening to this podcast, because it's called Dear Runner Bod, I'm going to like take a shot in the dark and say you probably enjoy moving your body and walking and running and hiking or whatever it is you do. And like for us, that is a priority. We are going to um, do practices that keep our body fit enough to do these things that bring us joy. It doesn't have to be ultra running or marathon running. It can be 5K running. It can be hiking. It can be walking our dog. You know, we don't have to take it to the extreme here, but that is an important part of experiencing joy for us. And so we are going to have movement as a priority in our life simply because it brings us joy. I am going to eat vegetables because I know when I go on vacation to New Orleans, this like pops out at me because New Orleans, I feel like is when I just eat so much fried food. I come home and I am craving asparagus and kale and it's like all I want to eat for two weeks, right? Like your body craves foods that make you feel good in your skin if you go overboard on fried food or sugar or whatever, or, or vice versa. If you eat too many salads and you're not getting enough calories, you start craving candy and burgers because your body needs calories, right? Like our body is so smart. She knows what you need to experience joy. If you would trust her and let her guide you. I feel like there is such emphasis in our society on being a certain size and looking a certain way so that we get in, um, we get like this positive reinforcement from outsiders that we really don't focus on what's on the inside makes us feel good. We don't really focus on the simple pleasures of feeling a warm cup of coffee on our skin or having that libido intact to enjoy those types of things in life. We don't appreciate I think as runners, we do a good job of appreciating like the runner's high and like the adrenaline hit we get when we work out hard. I think that's something that we do give ourselves and do are are pretty good about being present about. But like, I think sometimes we can take it too far where it's like, I haven't run today. And so I haven't experienced any pleasure in my body. Like she hasn't given me anything today. And I want to ask you, like, what if you celebrated the fact that, like, the berries in your cereal were sweet and delicious and they popped on your tongue and it was, it was, it was fun. It was a moment of joy for you. What if you celebrated, like, listening, being, having the gift of listening to the rain fall outside your window and how calming and soothing that felt? What if you um, took a moment to appreciate like how fuzzy your dog's fur was against your skin and your dog is, you know, um, I almost said mooing. <laughs> your dog is mooing 
your dog is making whatever dog sound. I don't have a dog. I'm allergic to dogs, so I can't have a dog or I would have maybe 14 dogs because I love them so much. Um, but you, you know, your cat is purring. There we go. I know that verb. Your cat is purring and that reverberation as she's purring and that feeling of like, oh, my, my pet loves me and I love her. And you know, that like lovely gooey, gooey feeling that a pet gives you. Um, that's such a blessing. I can't have that because I'm allergic and I'm jealous of you. So my point being is our body is for experiencing joy. And that is not something that we talk about enough. Your body is not meant to be an object. It is meant to, she, your body, let's give her her pronouns back. She is meant to be celebrated and it doesn't have to be celebrated because of the way she looks. You don't have to love your curves or love your fat or love your muscles. You can hate all of that. I don't want you to hate it, but like, you know, you can be on a journey to feeling neutral about it. And at the same time, you can have appreciation for the fact that your body allows you to um, enjoy sunsets or to feel the um, warm sunshine on your skin. I love the sunshine one because I'm just like, it's winter right now and I'm going to Mexico on Monday and I'm just like, I can't wait to (laughs) put a bathing suit on and experience sunshine. Um, Oh my God, I can't wait. So So yeah, I keep using that as an example over and over again. (sighs) Okay, darling. So that is my homework for you is can I encourage you to take this week to think about is there something, a small pleasure your body gives you that maybe you haven't really taken a moment to feel gratitude for? Can we reflect on how fleeting that selfie, that moment in the mirror is Um, Can we reflect on how um, other people's opinions of us, they're really not that important. Can we reflect upon how other people's opinions slash society's opinions of what other people are or how we think they are, how we perceive them, how that is so changeable, right? Like think about I'm 35 years old, so I grew up in the 90s when you had to be like a starving stick figure in order to be considered hot, quote unquote. And then, you know, we entered the 2000s when the Kardashians came on the scene. And then it was like, you're allowed to be curvy with like a big butt. And that was like the attractive thing. And then we also went through the CrossFit stage when like being really buff and like strong looking was the thing. And now, you know, we're in the age of Ozempic. So we're back into like the skeletal thin thing. My point is, is like, this is wild. Like I haven't been around that long on this earth. And like already there's been so many different iterations of like what is societally acceptable and how we perceive what a healthy body looks like. That doesn't actually make any friggin' sense. Like your healthy body is not healthy in the nineties and then unhealthy in the two thousands or unhealthy in two thousands and then healthy in the 2010s. Like Mm, no, that, no, like that is not how this works, but we have literally been tricked and into believing that that's how this works. And it's just not, it's just not how this works. So you, your body is here to experience joy. And I, and again, that is a tough pill to swallow. That is not what you have been taught your whole life. Um, that is something, again, I want to acknowledge my privilege as someone who is thin and white and healthy, and even someone right now who is able to conceive a child and has that blessing in her life, and now she's here, you know, bitching on her podcast about it. Um, you know, like 
I, I just want to acknowledge all my privileges. I always want to acknowledge that because I know for you on your journey, you're different than me and you may have something that makes it a little bit harder for you to make peace in your body and your skin. And I just want to acknowledge like your journey is your journey and you are not wrong for feeling your feelings but we can have more than one feeling at a time. So we can be pissed or sad or upset or angry with our body. And we could get curious about, is there a moment of joy in this skin that I've just dismissed as not being worthy of celebration? And maybe it is the, 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 the putting your hand around a hot cup of coffee. Maybe it is the feeling of sunshine on your skin. Maybe it is the feeling that like amazing feeling when you like do a hard workout and you like give it your all and you feel like emptied out, but like lifted up at the same time. Oh my God. I love that feeling so much. Um, whatever it is, can we feel more than one thing at once this week? And can we get curious about what if I, what if I was very intentional about celebrating the experiences of joy in this skin? How would that change my relationship with my body? I don't know, girl. Just something to think about. You don't got to do anything I tell you to do. You are an autonomous being. I respect that. But I just wanted to throw that out there. If you're listening to this and you are like, wow, this was really helpful, please feel free to share this episode on social media. If you are going through um, pregnancy, or you just want to chat about anything I said today, um, please be kind. I am a hormonal pregnant woman, but you know, send me a message. I love chatting with you on Instagram at Serena Marie RD. Feel free to share this episode. Feel free to tag me and let me know um, your thoughts and just know that really, really appreciate you listening every week. Um, I've said this so many times, but this really is my favorite way to connect with people is on the pod rather than on social media. There's a lot of like pressure and ugh. so I love, I love you for being here and I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Dear Runner Bod. If you enjoyed what you heard, remember to subscribe and make sure you share today's episode. Also, if you're looking to download a free three-step guide to love your runner's bod, then head to serenamarierd.com. Can't wait to chat with you next week.